Just give us one hour and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. As a filmmaker, positive psychology coach, author, professor, and change agent specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cybers Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. On the show, she also focuses on military families and service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury and other post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. So, let's spend some time getting to the heart of the matter on Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, where we explore the very serious business of happiness, sustainable well-being, and human flourishing. We are not talking about that annoying yellow smiley face. No, no, no. We are talking about something much deeper and critical to the success of humanity. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, it is essential in order for humankind to thrive. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to collective global flourishing. The achievement of a happy life is not only positively good for us, it is constructively good for those around us. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. If you hear something that you like during this hour, please tweet at us with the hashtag Harvesting Happiness. All right, let's get to it because we are talking about one of my favorite subjects on the planet. We are talking about gratitude, thanks, appreciation, acknowledgement, um, just being aware of all the goodness that we have around us, even when life is not always good happy or easy. In celebration and honor of Thanksgiving in the United States, and really what should be Thanksgiving every day, everywhere, we are talking about this favorite subject. And my first guest today is Andy Hayes. He is the founder and creator of Plum Deluxe, the website that helps you create moments that matter. A published author, prolific writer, public speaker, and many, many more wonderful things. He is based in sunny Portland, Oregon. Yes, the land of Portlandia. He's been featured on several sites and magazines such as CNN, Wall Street Journal, and National Geographic. Andy is known for his fresh ideas on living the good life. And living the good life is definitely what we are talking about. And living the good life doesn't always mean we live life in conventional ways. Welcome, Andy, from sunny Portland. Yes, it is sunny today. Thanks for having me. I'm very grateful, ah. very grateful to be on the show. 
Likewise, I'm grateful to have you with us and grateful for Portland. I lived in Portland for three years, actually in Lake Oswego, just outside oh, of Portland. I didn't know that. How fun. How fun. Yes. Factoid. And I, <laughs> I, I love it up there. It is yeah, an awesome place. Yeah, it's a wonderful place. place. Yeah. It's a good life here. It's a good life here. Yeah. It is the good life. And in fact, one of my mentors, Dr. Robert Biswas-Diener, is in Portland. You may nice. know of him. I don't. Yep. I don't. I'm going to be looking him up after the call. <laughs> well, he is the one that um, trains me in my continued positive psychology education and my coaching education. And he is the son of Ed Diener, who is one of the grandfathers of the positive psychology movement or discipline, if you will. Wow. Now we know your secret. That's your yeah, you, yeah but there. it's my not so secret secret. I'm, I, you know, I, I, you know, I give credit where credit is due. Definitely. Nice. So nice. a big shout out for your neck of the woods. Nice. Let's talk about plum deluxe as your life's mission as your part of what gives you a sense of purpose in life and joy. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I come from a technology background. I used to be kind of an it gig and, um, Long story short, I found myself in a very toxic work environment. And despite the fact that I did do work that I didn't enjoy, um, I was surrounded by people who are very unhappy. <laughs> and um, yeah, and um, ended up actually in a situation where I had a lot of health issues because of the stress from my job. And so I found uh, I, I didn't see any other way out except, you know, hitting the front door. And um, I had a lot of people over the years had told me, do you know what? You'd be so great at doing your own business. You have so many great ideas. You're, you know, you have such a great personality. Like, why don't you go and do your own thing? And I always thought, oh, that's too risky. You know, people are crazy if they do that. I can't do that. I kept, I had this story that I couldn't do that. Well, I found myself in a situation so difficult that I said, well, you know, nothing could be worse <laughs> than, than this. So that's when I, um, I quit that job. And I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Plum Deluxe took a bit to, to germinate. But what I did know as a, as, as a kid, I would cut up pieces of paper and staple them together and make little magazines. So I knew that some kind of publishing you know, world would be my future. And so slowly over the years, that was eight years ago, I should say, um, I've kind of honed in on this focus of helping people create moments. Because what I found... And all of my work in writing and blogging and um, speaking, um, trying to share, you know, kind of my own perspective on the good life um, to share um, that phrase uh, is that time passes in moments. And it's these smaller chunks of time that we can really get our head around and really influence the way we experience every day. And so I think, you know, a way to harvest happiness in my, to, to kind of combine our vernacular here, you know, to, to harvest happiness, it happens in moments and smaller pieces of time. So for example, a Thanksgiving dinner, it's not just, it's an event, but the, the real magic happens in smaller pieces, you know, you, you know, the grandmother teaching the child how to do the pie crust, um, you know, the mishap with the turkey, you know, the um, the toast of the wine before you start the meal. It's those little simple pieces that I think where the magic happens. I agree with you. And that's what makes happiness and harvesting happiness, you know, sort of blending our messages so um important and special because it's not in often the big wins that we find our most joy. It's in those small moments that you talk about being stitched together 
you know, this, this, mm-hmm. you know, Anne Lamott wrote a wonderful book called Stitches, and she talks about those moments that we stitch together that make a lifetime. And I think that this is what we're both saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I am on your website, and I am looking at your manifesto, which is so beautiful. And I'm just going to just give that shout out there. And I wanted to read a couple of things that you have on there that really just jumped out to me. You are the expert and you get to choose. Mm -hmm. I think that that both of those points are so poignant, you know, that we Mm -hmm. are in fact the expert when we slow down to listen to what we really need. Yeah. You know, in your last episode, you were talking to Jonathan Fields, who I just adore. And he was talking about how he's interviewed hundreds, uh, is it maybe thousands now? I'm not sure, of people. And he always asked them the same question, what does it mean to you to live a good life? And he said almost invariably there are themes, but everyone has a different answer. And so what I want to make sure is that people realize that no matter how many podcasts you listen to, how many books that you read, you still have to make the decisions about what is important to you and how you want to spend your time, how you want to live your life. Yeah. And I don't know, for me, it's all about the connection. It's all about, you know, doing what I get to do. Like it's a, Mm -hmm. it's an honor to do what I do, whatever it is that I do when I do it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it is, it is. How about you? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I've, when I started Plum Deluxe and I was trying to figure out kind of where we would have our focus, that's what people did tell me a lot was was that they feel disconnected. They feel like they can't find like-minded people because, and, you know, it's no wonder when you turn on the television, you know, it's very negative. You know, the news is really negative and newspapers are very negative. So it's it's kind of hard to find your way if you're not really tuned in. Um, to me, it's about having space. It's about having space. You know, our, our lives now are so fast and move so quickly and are so filmed. To me, um, it, it's just finding space. It's just uh, air. I just need to just really thrive on having a little bit of air to find to really tying back into the gratitude thing. It's it, kind of like an appreciation for all those things happening. And to stay on topic with our theme of the day, you know, thankfulness, gratitude, appreciation. Why, in your estimation, does this lead us to greater happiness? Well, I think it's all about the perspective that you have. <clears throat> and when we stop and and give thanks and be grateful for what is, then we can actually see how, how much there is. I, 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 there's something psychologically about our brains that, that hones us in on lack and hones us in on what we don't have, what's missing. You know, we're not Oprah. We don't have, you know, billions in the bank. We're not rich and famous. We're not, we're not, we're not. And and thanks and gratitude is an opportunity to say we are. And I think uh, the the goal really is to, to tell yourself that you are enough. You have enough. You've done enough. You are enough. And that, I think, is the is the happiness trail right there, is just finding peace with being enough. Yeah, the peace with being enough and the peace that can be present in in the moment if we mm-hmm. choose it. And we're so busy running around doing that we forget about the being. And maybe that's what the essence of this Thanksgiving is about. I know for me, it's about the slowing down um, 
and being grateful for the being, you know, being able to be with my Mm -hmm. family, something that I, you know, I am on a daily basis, but I'm going to make a concerted effort to, um, to pay attention to that this holiday. Mm -hmm. It's a celebration, isn't it? These holidays are celebrations. So celebrating your family and celebrating the fact that you can get together and that you have these wonderful traditions that come down to you and, just, you know, just taking a moment to say, hey, like, this is awesome. Like, wow, this is great. This is awesome. And we're doing something, I don't know about <laughs> you, but you tell me, but I want to hear about what you're doing for your Thanksgiving. Then I'll tell you about mine because mine's totally un- unconventional. What are you doing uh, for Thanksgiving? <laughs> Ours is pretty conventional. You know, I always make, um, people love my uh, salted oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. So, Ooh. so those are pretty decadent and um, not low calorie. <laughs> so those are a once a year thing. So I have to make those. I say have to, but I enjoy it. So I, sh- I shouldn't say have to. I get to make those. Um, and then it's just a family meal. And I say just a family meal, but we just keep it simple. You know, we, we're bi- big foodies. My family's a big foodie. Um, I, I love Of course. Food. Yeah. You're, and in a poor, you're in a foodie <laughs> town. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Come on. So, you know. Trying, you know, we have usually get like local wines, you know, something new to try and then blending, you know, our holiday meals tend to be a blend of like the traditional, you know, the the famous salted (laughs) chocolate chip cookies and then trying something new like, hey, you know, like let's, you know, our friends opened a winery, let's support them and get, you know, that would be the wine for the table for tonight, that kind of thing. So, so simple, but with some fun touches. Yeah. What's your unconventional? I'm going to share that when we come back from break. We are going to slow down for some self-care here. Go to a break to learn more. Please visit PlumDeluxe.com and on Facebook, Plum Deluxe, and at Twitter, guess what? Plum Deluxe. Here come the tunes. We will be right back with Andy Hayes. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on t-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com.
Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are talking and celebrating gratitude in honor and celebration of Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving Day that I hope will begin to occur more and more in everybody's each and every day. We're talking with Andy Hayes, who is the founder and creator of Plum Deluxe, the website that helps you create moments that matter. So, Andy, before the break, I was learning about your Thanksgiving plans and the combination of food, wine, family, friends, old recipes, and new recipes that are going to grace your household on Thursday. And I'm going to um, share a little smidge about my out-of-the-box Thanksgiving. My whole family (laughs) has boycotted cooking. So we're going to a really cool restaurant in Venice, California that will be preceded by a huge hike and yoga class. Oh, that sounds divine. That just sounds lovely. (laughs) So we are going to earn our food on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Totally. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And do they serve a traditional meal or is it, uh, do they put their own twist? I think they put their own twist. But this place, I can just say the name. It's Joe's in Venice, which is a very well-known artist hangout. Joe's is known for its hamburgers. So I have a feeling there may be some people who are breaking free from tradition and going the hamburger route. I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> well, really, the most important piece is who you're with, right? We were talking about that earlier connection, so... Yes, and it's connection. My niece and nephew are coming home from college. My Some of my siblings will be here. Others won't be able to make it, but our table will be robust, and it will not be without um, some blessings. I'm actually going to be doing a course this afternoon on how to create and bestow blessings. So I'm going to also spend some time writing a blessing for my family. That's something I've committed to for Thursday. So that's oh, fun. How, how nice. How nice. That's so, so lovely. I really think um, intentions and in setting an intention that, you know, a meal is graced and will be filled with love is, is it just makes a really nice touch. So that's wonderful that you're teaching that. That's really nice. It'll be, it'll be fun. Well, and, and you bring something up that really is important about how we focus our energy, where we focus our attention, attention and intentions. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Very similar, very similar, but different. Yes. And this is part of what you speak to on Plum Deluxe is about, you know, creating those precious moments and being the, um, the captain of our own ships. While we can't control everything, we can control our choices. That's right. That's right. And I think when I, started Plum Deluxe, uh, what I saw was uh, a lot of people feeling a bit um, down upon themselves because they couldn't live up to the standards that um, people like Martha Stewart put forth. And not to call her out, I love you, Martha, but, um, you know, we all can't be like that. And what I wanted to make sure that people know is that they have permission to kind of craft that in any way they want. So, a great example is you know, people always ask me, like, for the holidays, like, how do I get it perfect? How do I 
pick the perfect wine and the perfect meal, you know, how do I choose between these, you know, like you were saying, your very unconventional Thanksgiving versus tradition. And I just tell people that you have permission to choose, you know, the things that are the most important. So what's most important for you? So maybe it's, um, you want to feel really comfortable and relaxed. So maybe you should be at home and maybe you could just get a few nice things together and have everyone else bring food. And that's all you need to worry about. But the, the thing that people need to do is kind of get backing away from this like perfection and just being okay with um, their setting an intention of what's the most important. So I loved your analogy about the ship. I think it's sort of like, you know, ships can be really complicated and this, you know, you have no control over how the seas are blowing. Um, but just knowing, knowing your, where you're going, what's your purpose, you know, that you're kind of headed in that direction. That's just starting with that is enough. That's just, you know, all you need to get right. It's like kind of what's your purpose, what's your direction. Yeah. I like what you just said. It's about, you know, discovering where your truth north lies and then heading towards that direction. You know, maybe you got a little win. You don't even need to have a lot of it, just a little, mm -hmm. and see where the journey takes takes us. That's mm -hmm. that's part of that joy making process is the willingness to, you know, set sail and it, it's never gonna go exactly as planned, ever. <laughs> That's what I That's found. That's right. But, but you, what you may find is the universe has some nice surprises too. So, so not going as planned is not always bad. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you, you know, you talk a lot on your website about you know um, social comparison. About you know, stop comparing ourselves with the Joneses and the Smiths and be ourselves. You know, step in, step into our own skin with comfort. And I think that that is really important. Yeah, there was a photographer that I heard talk one time, and I can't think of her name, but she she illustrated this beautifully. She said that the what's happening when when you're doing that comparison is you're comparing your insides to someone else's outsides. I thought that was really illustrative of what social comparison is doing and how it can really sabotage you. Yes, that's brilliant. Yeah, I thought it was we, good. I thought it was good. Yeah. And we do do that. And our and our insides are so much more precious and juicy and delicate and lovely and beautiful than any any outside anything. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm what about some tips for the holidays to stress less? and get into the gift-giving mode in a way that is more graceful and grateful and certainly perhaps maybe less, a lot less expensive and more meaningful. Mm. Well, you know, when it comes to entertaining, if you're having people in your, your home, I always say the most important thing to get right is hospitality. So just really taking a minute as you're planning to stop uh, over-engineering the process and all the things, and just making sure that you're you're looking for opportunities to make people feel really at home and really feel welcome. And that could be maybe you know someone has a favorite food or favorite cocktail. You know, planning that so that it's there, it's available, or you know, hot tea. Instead of um, you know, I just think we can really over-engineer dinner parties and, you know, gatherings. And often it's just, you know, a, a, the simplicity of it is is um, really all you need. You know, you know, candles, some snacks, 
you know, your cocktail recipe, that's like plenty. So I always say the only thing that you really need to get right is the hospitality. So, so are people going to feel welcome and at home? Then you're, then you're good. But as far as gift giving, um, I wanted to talk about that too, because I think that's really important. You're right. It isn't about the price tag. You know, uh, um, I, I think it's more about the intentions um, I, I really uh, think surprises are a fantastic way to give gifts that um, are expensive, you know, so treating somebody to gift cards or, you know, a little little um, spa kit or something like that that is a little unexpected. And maybe it's something that, you know, you, you know, someone would really need or appreciate or, um, you know, there, there's so many sites now where you can get photographs framed or turned into posters so there's some opportunities there, I think, to create surprises and really um, fun little moments with gifts that um, don't cost a whole lot. I agree. Last year, I decided I wasn't going to give gift gifts, you know, store-bought gifts. I was going to, you know, just create mm. something that I could do in my kitchen. And what I ended up doing, I mean, this is it sounds sort of funny, but it it was a big hit. I went to Costco and I got those big ginormous bags of garlic and I, and the big vats of olive oil and I <laughs> roasted gar, uh, the garlic and the olive oil. And then I bottled everything in these really lovely jars and I made these fun labels. And I think I called it like voodoo, voodoo oil guaranteed to scare the devil away or something <laughs> like that. or <laughs> The vampires that's away. Great. And, and that's what I gave to people and they loved it. Mm. Isn't that because there was a little piece of you in there, a little piece of you. That was I want one. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> well, we're going to have to have a swap. We're going to like we're going to yeah. swap uh, like cookie recipe for the voodoo garlic oil or something. I'm going to make a note of that, for, a note to self because <laughs> that would be fun. But there's all these things like I noticed that people are really into canning again. This is a big deal. People having canning parties from the from mm. the harvest, which is wonderful. Yeah, that's really nice, especially since, you know, I know at least here in Portland, uh, the harvest can kind of sneak up behind you and you have too many of something from the garden. So mm -hmm. canning it is a great way to have it and then be able to, you know, gift it, you know, with intention. Gift it. And you could write a little blessing with that and send it off and, and boom, you've got something that is really powerful with meaning and a lot of love and doesn't cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget the card. Tell them why you're gifting it to them, why, why the, you thought of them with this gift. That's always a really nice thing to do as well. Yes. And you make a very good point about the resurrection of of the card or maybe the handwritten note. You know, we're talking about civility and hospitality. These are things that have gone by the wayside with the advent of technology, which is wonderful because technology can get the message there quickly, but we tend to bypass that message and send a text instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of got to a point where, like, Christmas cards were a burden, and you would just, you know, get through them because it was what you were supposed to do. And no wonder that once we could email everyone or send them a Facebook picture that we stopped doing that. So now I'm really, I'm enjoying two things. I'm seeing a lot of people uh, purchasing or making their own really creative cards. And then also taking a moment to put a personalized message on the card. Because for me, why else are you sending it? You know, I think you're putting a card in the mail, you need to put a little intention behind 
why are you sending it? Not because you have to, because it's Christmas, but I miss you. I love you. You know, tell them a little story before you put in the stamp. And how about just thanks, you know, yeah. Gee, th- thanks for being in my life. And I think that circles back to the theme of today's show and the essence of really the holiday season and certainly the spirit that um, works best for a happy life is to live it in that constant state of gratitude, wonder, and delight. And you have been an absolute delight, Andy Hayes, to learn more. We're out of time, so you'll come back another time and share more of your good life with us, I hope. I want to um, give your contact information. To learn more, please visit PlumDeluxe.com. And on Facebook, the handle is PlumDeluxe, as well as on Twitter. We're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we're going to carry on the theme of gratitude, appreciation today, Thanksgiving, and making every day a day of giving thanks. Thanks for being with us, Andy, and have a beautiful holiday season. Thanks, everyone. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress-Kamen has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. Available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about gratitude and appreciation. Why it is so important, not just as a singular day of celebration as it is in the United States and Canada, but why Thanksgiving should be something that we celebrate every day. And my next guest is Lisa Wimberger. She is the founder of the Neurosculpting Institute and author of Neurosculpting, a whole brain approach to heal trauma, rewrite limiting beliefs, and find wholeness and she is going to be published by our friends at sounds true in january 2015 she's also written new beliefs new brains and is a member of the national center for crisis management and other care associations she also has a private practice in denver colorado where she helps clients that are challenged by stress disorders good morning lisa thanks for joining us good morning i'm excited to be here I am excited to have you here because I love this concept 
and prescription of gratitude as healing medicine. It is strong medicine. Tell us why. Uh, well, for starters, who wants to spend their time in miserable thoughts? <laughs> that's, that's the most basic. But, but from a neurological perspective, we exist in very different parts of our brain dynamic when we are in gratitude. And what neuroscience is discovering um, more and more comprehensively is that when we go into the practice of gratitude, and I say practice because it takes work. So when we go into the practice of gratitude, what we're actually doing is shifting the balance in the brain of activity and moving it into the front part of the brain, which happens to be the part of the brain that can then cultivate a deeper sense of empathy and joy and um, social awareness and problem solving and even cognitive performance. So the more we cultivate this practice, the more we're actually exercising a part of the brain that's going to make everything else that much richer. And, and for me, I really have a hard time separating out the neurobiology from the uh, spiritual practice and the emotional practice of gratitude. For me, they all go hand in hand. I, I agree with what you're sharing wholeheartedly. And I also want to point out that the area of the brain that we're talking about, I believe what you're speaking of is the prefrontal cortex, which is also where happiness lives. Absolutely. And, and you know, there have been many studies done with monks, uh, Tibetan monks who are hooked up to you know, functional magnetic resonance imaging and their brains are scanned. And when they're in their compassion meditations and their love meditations and their joy meditations, when they're ruminating on these experiences, this is where we find dominant activity in the brain is in the prefrontal cortex. So we know it is in, it's, it's intimately linked to our experience of those higher aspects of our human condition, really. And you speak of neurosculpting, and neurosculpting is based on the premise of the, that the brain is plastic, that it's moldable, that we actually can teach us old dogs new tricks. Absolutely. Um, we are never too old to learn new tricks. We are born with a plastic brain. And when, we, when I say plastic, I don't mean the material you, you buy. The definition of plastic meaning malleable and adaptable in each and every moment. Not elastic, where it retracts back, but plastic, where each and every experience, sensory perception, and thought crafts a new dynamic based on an old one, but now it's that much more um, honed. It's that much more rehearsed, and then it's that much richer. So that's what I mean by plastic. Everything we think and feel is sculpting either a more um, in-depth pathway in the brain or a brand new one. And let's talk about you know everything that we think and feel because most of us are, uh, arrive into adulthood with a, a set of baggage that contains um, some stories, some limiting beliefs. And when people say, you know what, I'm too old to change, or it's too hard, or I know this to be true because in the past that's happened, and 
what I hear you saying is the idea or the concept or the practice of neurosculpting, let's, you know, let's call it a practice because that's what it is, is a way to um, actually shift the stories that we tell ourselves to transform that. And that's where the healing lies in your work. Absolutely. And hmm, baggage, whatever are you talking about? <laughs> Do we have bag? We have so much baggage. It's unbelievable. Everything we experience in the world, even though it might have been true in that moment, becomes a prediction script for the next moment in case we encounter something similar. So we are all full of this baggage of the past that in some cases can really help us. Um, help protect us, and in other cases, gets us really stuck in beliefs and experiences and perceptions that are not relevant today. Um, so we're we're cultivating a current time experience based on old stories all the time. But the gift of neuroplasticity, meaning the gift of our adaptable brains, is that with the right focus, the right nutrition, exercise and mental entrainment practices like meditation, neurosculpting, um, and other forms of mental entrainment, we can harness the adaptability and direct it so that we start entraining to practices that serve us better. So you might not find it easy to buy into this concept of gratitude if you are living a miserable life. I get that. I get um, some of us have really been thrown for a loop with, you know, illness or death or, or financial loss and those things. And it's very difficult to find gratitude there. But what I hold on to in those moments is that the neurobiology says I can cultivate a new path. I have to work at it. So neurosculpting delivers a set of information and practices that help people work at it so that eventually that feeling and experience of gratitude is accessible and in the moment. You know, I'm going to challenge you for a second here on what you just said about um, being in a miserable set of conditions and finding it hard to be grateful. Um, I, I work a lot with people who are challenged uh, with trauma, ad- addiction, and some really horrendous circumstances. And sometimes they'll appear in my office and say, I have absolutely nothing to be grateful for. And I say, that's BS. I, I, I challenge you in this moment to give me a handful of things that you can be grateful for. Did you wake up this morning? Yes. Were you happy about it? Yes. Okay, gratitude number one. Did you drink a cup of coffee this morning? Yes. Do you like the smell of coffee? Oh, yes, I love the smell of coffee. Okay, <laughs> gratitude number two. You, you know, thankful for the cup of coffee that you had this morning. The point is, I, I think no matter where we are at, we can always dial in on something. And this is the important part, I think, of what you are teaching. Well, I agree with you, but I think a lot of people need to be led to discovering that there is that something. So what you're doing is you're actually giving them a practice um, that, that they're not aware of themselves. And so what you're doing is you're teaching them, in a sense, neurosculpting. You're teaching them how to refocus their attention to the things that they can um, equate to gratitude, um, and and that is a practice. So that is exactly what I do. I, I I'm similar in you know to you as I have individuals with PTSD and um, 
they find it very hard to be grateful for anything. And I have to do just what you just said. I have to walk them through, spoon feed them one thing at a time. And that is a practice. That is a practice. And they are acts of love unto themselves, you know, to help others see that they can find um, the silver linings, the the bits of sunshine in in their day. And I think that this is um, part of what we can do for one another. It's free. It's kind. It's legal. You know, it's it's and it's very, very simple in, in theory. In theory, you know, it, yes. In theory. And then the practice becomes one of training. And I love what you sent about, I uh, said uh, the, 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 the name mental entrainment. I think that that is fabulous. <laughs> For me, that's what it is. You know, meditation is a blanket term and a lot of people shy away from it because they already perceive they're bad meditators or they, they're novices, so they can't possibly. And what I like to say is it's mental entrainment. We entrain to everything in every moment, and this is no different. So I tend to um, sometimes call the neurosculpting meditative practices a mental entrainment regimen. And that's exactly what they are. It's like boot camp for your brain because our brains are really, I have observed, pretty sloppy. You know, they they spend a lot of time in the past, you know, not paying attention to what's going on in the present. And when we can get the brain focused on, you know, gratitude as the mantra, so to speak, um, the, the brain comes back to the present moment, which is usually pretty safe. Usually, yes, absolutely. Uh, this is this is fascinating. I mean, in addition to gratitude, what other practices, what other mental entrainments do you use with clients and in your book? Uh, we use a lot of somatic uh, experiences, a lot of non-dominant hand activity, uh, which we can talk about a little bit more later. Um, we use a lot of nutrition. We have a nutritional therapist that comes in and discusses the kinds of foods that will support function in the area of the brain that supports gratitude. Um, and then we have a series of meditation protocols that we teach people that they can use each of these templates to go to to uh, instill exercise in this part of the brain. We are going to go to a break, and when we return, we're going to continue the conversation with Lisa Wimberger, who is the founder of the Neurosculpting Institute and author of Neurosculpting, A Whole Brain Approach to Heal Trauma, Rewrite Limiting Beliefs, and Find Wholeness, to be published in January of 2015 by our friends at Sounds True. To learn more, please visit Lisa Wimberger on Facebook and on Twitter. She is also at Lisa Wimberger. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Do you like Lisa's take on happiness, well-being, and human flourishing? Join us this spring as Harvesting Happiness launches online classroom programming where Lisa Cypress-Kamen will offer her workshop series across the globe and from the comfort of wherever you are. Visit HarvestingHappiness.com for more details. Be a part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, 
friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the Medical Center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are continuing our conversation with Lisa Wimberger talking about gratitude and appreciation, that it shouldn't and must not be just a one day a year practice and that it need not be limited to um, a food coma experience, that it really is very much a living practice. So Lisa, prior to the break, we began to talk about other practices and other tools that you use um, at the Neurosculpting Institute and in your book to help people heal from trauma. And they included nutrition and somatics. So please share with us. Yeah. um, What I found in my own journey healing through trauma is that sometimes I can't win the battle against my mental chatter and my emotions. And that's just reality. Sometimes they win and I stay in a funk. But what I discovered through neuroscience is that if we bring in a somatic practice, then we can take a break from the emotional and mental challenge and move into actual exercises that will stimulate heightened activity in the front of the brain where gratitude lives. So if we can't get there through the emotions and the mental entrainment, well, we can sure as heck get there through the somatic exercises. So what we do at the Institute is we focus on teaching people how to use non-dominant hand exercises. When you are forced to use your non-dominant limb or hand, like leg or or hand, to do day-to-day mundane activities, your brain pauses, you slow down, and your front part, the prefrontal cortex, gets very active in trying to figure out a new way to do an old thing. So what you're actually doing is you're forcing activity into the front of the brain. You don't have to believe a mantra. You don't have to believe life is great. But if you start eating your food with your non-dominant hand, you're going to be bringing activity to this very same place in your brain that you would be if you were doing some sort of um, gratitude meditation. Now, it might not feel like gratitude, but the brain is still getting that nourishment and that exercise all the same, and it is strengthening networks in that part of the brain. We teach people simple exercises like um, begin ascending a stairway with your non-dominant limb, your non-dominant leg. Um, Stir your coffee in the opposite direction. Brush your teeth with your non-dominant hand. Brush your hair with your non-dominant hand. You could be doing 50 to 100 different non-dominant activities throughout your day 
in a very safe and mundane manner that would be gently bringing activity and exercise to the prefrontal cortex. And anyone can do that. So that's a very large component of our practices. And we also weave in a lot of non-dominant hand positioning throughout the meditations to then compound what the meditations do in the brain. So that's one aspect. Fascinating. And the, 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 the use of the non-dominant hand, what I also hear you saying is it's challenging the mind. It's challenging the brain to do something uh, it's not used to, which is occupying the space that would otherwise be focused on a repetitive pattern of negative emotion or depression or the blues, whatever whatever you call it or whatever the experience is. And by engaging in the non-dominant hand or limb usage, we're busying the mind, busying that space with something else. Absolutely. And then the side effect, here are the side effects. And it's a list of positive ones and not negative ones. The side effects are you become ambidextrous. Your balance increases. Your cognitive performance sharpens. And your prefrontal cortex is more robust because you're exercising it every day. Who wouldn't want that list of side effects? Uh, we all want that. And let's talk about the nutritional aspect because this is also fascinating. You know, th- there is a, a fairly new uh, branch of medicine called culinary medicine. And I think this is really what you're talking about, how we use foods to heal. Absolutely. Our nutritional therapist at the Institute actually has a, an organization called Food as Medicine. Funny you should say that. Uh, <laughs> and what what science has shown us is that, you know, the brain – Well, the body needs three main aspects of nutrition to function well. And neurons, our brain cells, need these very same three things. We need protein. Without protein, we do not build structures like bones or blood. We do not build neurotransmitters, which are the chemical signals in the brain that help us regulate emotions. No protein, good luck regulating your emotions. Second thing we need is fat. I can't stress that enough. Fat, not only to um, maintain the integrity of the cells and, and the cell walls, but to myelinate the axons of neurons, which means without fat, you don't conduct signaling in the brain. And the third thing is glucose. We need glucose to fuel the cell's many, many functions. And the, the problem is many of us just eat way too much sugar and we are deficient in fat and protein. So what we teach at the Institute is a balanced approach to brain and body nutrition, which is teaching people how to recognize um, the proportions they need for their lifestyle, to recognize sugar in all its sneaky forms. So people are, are really moving into a diet that's much more conscious and healthy. And we help people understand that certain um, sugar high diets are going to exacerbate things like PTSD and depression and um, addictions because they are feeding the part of the brain that is dominant in those addictive patterns. So we really use food as a core component of helping people move into states of gratitude by feeding the brain what it needs to make the prefrontal cortex more robust. And when you talk about um, the somatic practices, that in addition to the non-dominant writing, I would, I would think that, and I also just know that if physical exercise, in some cases, you know, rigorous, 
also helps with what we're talking about. Yeah, what we've also discovered, you know, of late with current science is that um, I believe it's thought to be about 20 minutes of healthy, happy cardio five, mm -hmm. times, five times a week has been shown to increase um, a growth hormone in the brain called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And a neurotrophic factor is basically a body, um, it, it, it's it's a function of the body that directs neural growth. So without those neurotrophic factors, you, you don't have directed targeted growth of neurons or really their axons. It's vital to our plasticity. It's vital to our cognitive performance. And it is stimulated through healthy exercise, 20 minutes a day cardio. So to recap, for somebody that um, desires to become more grateful, that desire, desires to get a handle on perhaps stress, anxiety, or uh, post-traumatic stress that they might be li living with and experiencing, um, the prescription really is to eat well, sleep well, exercise well, you know, trick the mind with these techniques that you're talking about with the, um, the using the other, the, the non-dominant hand or limb and um, the mental entrainment, which comes in the form of meditation and other simple practices that you developed. Yeah. And, you know, it's not anything different than, than what we heard our parents say to us when we were kids, you know, get a good night's sleep, eat right. Even though we might not have known how to do those things, we were always told to do them. So the advice is still the same. It's just that now science has given us this um, list for each of those categories that we can go to and say, this is what eating well is. This is how sleeping well works for me. And this is how I mentally entrain and exercise. And the why. I think we have a lot more information, a lot more science behind the folkloric wisdom that our parents and our grandparents taught us when we were young that <clears throat> the science and, and, and medicine is now saying, no, 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 these are the statistics. This really is real that, you know, here, here is why it works. And it's funny and because some of us don't need the why, and then many of us do. So that why now coming into empirical form is helping all of us who needed it now reach those same levels where, where maybe people who don't need the why go off faith and it works for them. Yeah, I like what you just said, going going off faith. Well, you know, the why? Because it works. And uh, most of us would agree that we could never have enough happiness. You know, we all want to be happy. This is a universal desire, world over, no matter where we come from. And um, other cultures, I think, are better at the gratitude practice than we are as Americans, that it's it's more inherent in other cultures than it is in ours. Well, in ours, there's always the not enough. Um, I'm yeah. not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not, you know, I haven't met these goals and oh my gosh, I'm this age and I'm, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. We have a lot of not enough here. Yes, we're bowls with holes. This is what I tell <laughs> clients in my practice. And, you know, when we take on that mentality of being a bowl with a hole, there's nothing that we can do or achieve that's going to stop the leak. So that has to be found from a very, very different place, which is the internal place. Absolutely. We are out of time. And I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you profusely for helping 
to make our Thanksgiving show bright, beautiful, robust, and certainly grateful to you and my other guest, Andy Hayes. And I want to sign off with um, wishing everybody all over the world a very joyful, happy holiday season. Thanksgiving, may it come for each and every one of you and everyone that you touch on a daily basis. To learn more about Lisa Wimberger, please visit her website, neurosculptinginstitute.com. On Facebook, she is at Lisa Wimberger. And on Twitter, it's at Lisa Wimberger. And on Facebook, I want to just let our listeners know that it's Lisa hyphen Wimberger. And here are a few thoughts before we part. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning, and above all, gratitude. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen and my amazing guest today, Lisa Wimberger and Andy Hayes, wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. And thanks to our producers who make us shine each and every week. We really appreciate you. And to my great team at Harvesting Happiness, thank you guys. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Join us every Wednesday morning live at 10 to 11 Central Time here on TogiNet Radio. Then harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with free downloadable podcasts available at iTunes. To learn more about Lisa's filmography, felicitation, and philanthropy, please visit HarvestingHappiness.com. Each week, Harvesting Happiness presents engaging trendsetters, exploring our world through science, art, medicine, media, music, philosophy, politics, and the human heart, whose perspectives on life are sure to inspire, provoke, and engage. Lisa's diverse guests are a proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. Like Lisa says, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. Spread more joy by liking us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and following us on Twitter at hashtag Harvesting Happiness. Then join us again next week at this same time on the TogiNet Radio Network.